Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Tuesday morning headlines. A SWAT situation is now over in San Marcos. Police telling it a suspect accused of shooting a person refused to come out of an apartment on El Rio Street. A SWAT team was called in around 7 o'clock last night. They did arrest someone. That person who was shot is expected to survive and the suspect is in custody. Today, the Texas Supreme Court will hear arguments on the state's abortion law. Several women are suing Texas, asking it to clarify medical exemptions under the law. One of the plaintiffs says rules are too vague. The law supporters say it's not vague and that doctors are simply unfamiliar with the exceptions. Today is Giving Tuesday. It's a global movement designed for people to give back to their community following Thanksgiving and the holiday sales. Amplify Austin can help you find an organization to help out locally. On its website, you can search for a cause that speaks to you, or you can donate to Amplify Fund, which supports every organization on the Amplify Austin platform. Live look this morning at downtown Austin behind us, and our chilly weather continues this week. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. I'm Sally Ethnondis. All right, Sean, what can we expect for today? Well, it's going to be nicer than yesterday. Yesterday wasn't the prettiest day. We had the clouds, the cooler yeah. weather was into the 50s, but I am promising you some changes here. Yes, it's going to warm up, but still we can't seem to shake this unseasonably cool weather. Yes, we are going to see temperatures that are warming up, maybe five, six degrees warmer than yesterday, but still not close to where we should be for this time of year, but we'll take the uh, improvements out there. A lot look right now we've got the cloudy skies up above clear skies out towards the western part of the state thankfully because of the clouds that we're dealing with right now the temperature is actually a little bit warmer here this morning but nothing like what's going on in the uh, mid-atlantic up through the great lakes northeast new england they are dealing with some significant lake effect snow uh, some areas within uh, the great lakes area you can see upwards of one to two feet here through uh, the next uh, 24 hours on top of what they've already seen including uh, lake erie 47 degrees the current temperature here at home not cold enough for snow but it is definitely cold enough for a jacket 42 in san saba sitting at 46 in round mountain metro temperatures here ranging from 47 in Driftwood, 47 in Georgetown, and then we're into the 40s out towards the east. So coming up, yes, we are warming up through the next few days. We're talking about a return to some 70s. I'll have that for you in the next few minutes. Thank you, Sean. A video showing the moments leading up to the shooting and killing of an Austin police officer, a SWAT officer, could be released today. Per APD's policy, body or dash cam video is supposed to be released within 10 business days after an officer-involved shooting. Police say Ahmed Nassar shot and killed Officer Jorge Pastor on Saturday, November 11th. Pastor went inside the South Austin home to try and rescue two people held hostage, the man's brother and mother. Both of them were later found dead inside. Police shot and killed the suspect. Austin city leaders want to change how homes are built here in the city. Today, Austin leaders are taking up phase one of the home initiative at a work session. It's an initiative that would allow more homes to be built on single family lots. It's one of many attempts by leaders to address Austin's need for more affordable housing. A group against the plan says it'll destroy Austin's single family neighborhoods. Council's going to hold a public hearing on December 7th. It could then take action on any proposed changes and the final ordinance. A fundraising effort championed by former Austin officials has flown under the radar for the last year. Finding Home ATX was a project with more than a half billion dollar fundraising goal to end homelessness 
And as KXAN's Grace Reader explains, what's happening a year after the new city leadership took over. This was the last time city, county, and community leaders held an update on Finding Home ATX, a private-public partnership with a goal to end homelessness in Austin by the end of next year. To do that, the program was supposed to help raise money and keep track of where it was going. You may remember this program because it had a hefty end goal, $515 million to get 3,000 people off the streets and to build 1,300 new affordable housing units. Under Austin's previous mayor, the city played center stage. If you're not willing to step up and be part of the solution. But if you feel like you haven't heard an update in a while, it's because you haven't since this man was in office. Finding Home ATX was kickstarted in 2021 under former mayor Steve Adler. But under Mayor Kirk Watson, the city has stopped promoting the project. We were wondering why, so we reached out. While we've gotten updates on progress previously from the city, this time they sent us to the people running Finding Home ATX who said in a statement, given the many changes at City Hall this year, we're still working closely with government officials toward this. There's more work to be done. We also reached out to Mayor Kirk Watson's office to ask why this doesn't appear to have been promoted since his taking office. A spokesperson for the mayor declined to comment, but did say that Finding Home ATX would be part of a broader look at homelessness services. The mayor made the announcement that that was going to happen earlier this month. But in our previous reporting in 2022, the city said they were on track with the goal of adding more housing for Austin homeless people. And ECHO, a nonprofit that helps the homeless, says the money and awareness raised during the Finding Home ATX campaign has made a huge difference, specifically in funding permanent supportive housing with built-in services. Hopefully, you know, this infusion of PSH will help um, be able to be a catalyst to bring a, a larger amount of people out of homelessness, especially since we've seen such a rise in Austin of chronic homelessness. Grace Reader, KXAN News. We've talked about what's known as site-based permanent supportive housing. This means housing for people who are chronically homeless, homeless and disabled with additional services like mental health care. ECHO says there are only about 120 of those units in Austin right now, but because of this push, they aim to have more than 1,000 by 2026. Here's a look at where the money is currently coming from. A big chunk of it comes from Austin, followed by the state and some other entities. Donors make up nearly $50 million, and the group still needs about $66 million to reach its goal of $515 million. You can learn more about Austin's transportation system, the Downtown Austin Allowances, Alliance, rather, is hosting a panel discussion today with leaders from Austin Transit Partnership about the proposed Austin Light Rail. They're talking about customer experience, different design initiatives, and how to prioritize the community's needs. It starts this morning at 8 at the St. David's Episcopal Church. It's free to go to. You do need a ticket, though. Find a link to how to do that on our website, kxan.com. A look at surveillance footage and just how far Michigan teenager got after leading police on a chase with a stolen forklift. With that in mind, vehicle thefts are on the rise here in Austin. We're talking to officers about what they're planning to do about it. Good morning, everyone. This is a live look over at the Circuit of the Americas to start off your Tuesday. Sean is here with a look at your weather, but first. A 12-year-old boy in Ann Arbor, Michigan, leading police on an hour-long chase after officers say he stole a forklift over the weekend. 
Dash camera video shows that boy leading officers through city streets, through neighborhoods, and even crashing into 10 parked cars. All on a forklift. Police say the boy went to a middle school where the construction vehicle was parked. He found the key hidden inside its cab. The young driver hit speeds of about 20 miles an hour on the forklift, and police eventually took him into custody after stopping him and without any injuries. Oh, goodness. As early as today, Congress could vote to expel New York Republican House member George Santos. This comes after a congressional report showed Santos used his campaign money to pay for personal expenses and decided his donors were with false information on statements. The Justice Department has charged him with multiple federal counts. He denies those allegations. Santos is set to go on trial next September. The latest records from Austin's airport, what this week looked like with all the travelers moving through for Thanksgiving. Your Austin energy bill may be going up. Why, you could see a hike. Longhorns looking for that 12th win of the season, a Big 12 title, and maybe a chance to play for the national title. I've got more on that coming up. Good morning, this is a live look outside from our Lockhart weather camera and all is dark and clear out there. One car driving below the underpass, but now out of sight. Happy to have you around here. It's only Tuesday morning, but already this week holds the record for some of the busiest air travel days ever. It does. Coming in at number one, TSA confirmed Sunday screening saw nearly 3 million post-Thanksgiving passengers around the U.S. About 31,000 people flew Saturday. Austin's airport expected more than 29,000 passengers to pass through just yesterday. We are waiting on the total, though, of numbers for Sunday, but the airport expected about 35,000 people. The Today Show is kicking off Giving Tuesday with its annual toy drive this morning. And if you are planning a trip to New York over the holidays, want to participate, you can take an unwrapped toy. You can then visit the Today Show across the street from the Rockefeller Christmas tree. If you can't make it to New York, no problem. You can still be part of the giving. You can scan a QR code that we're gonna put on the screen for you. And that's gonna take you to the spectacular toy drive that starts this morning and will continue every weekday morning through December 22nd. There's that QR code and you'll see it again on the Today Show in case you miss it. All right, here we go. It's time to do some holiday shopping. I know that you haven't put up your holiday lights, and I'm not saying no. anything that that's wrong because I haven't either. <laughs> but it's because we're still in November. Right, I think. you get extra time. Yeah, yes. you get, you get an excuse this season. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving came. came so early that, <laughs> right. that to be like, well, I, I agree. It, it feels early to be it decorating and usually all of that. the last Thursday of every November. That's right? a, that's what me and my family thought, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm wrong. This no, Thursday is the, the last I Thursday. I think it's the, the second, second to last, last Thursday. Second to last Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got a few more days this year. I mean, it feels like the holidays to get you uh, in the holiday mood, and we've got temperatures out there. That's cold. It's just not as cold as what we've been dealing with. The main reason, the cloud coverage. So you have that to thank today. Now, luckily, the clouds will be out of here when it counts. After sunrise today, we're going to see a mainly sunny sky. So we've got some nice changes heading our way. As I mentioned, it's not as cold. In fact, we're 5, 10, 14 degrees warmer from 24 hours ago. So we'll take that. 47 in Georgetown. Good morning, too. 47 in Bastrop. 
46 in Lano. You can find your neighborhood number there. The winds today, not an issue, but you'll see the difference. They'll be out of the south and east for a change. That will slowly help warm up the temperatures. So where are the clouds right now? The metro and out towards the east. We've already got some clearing out towards the hill country. We'll see that continue to develop here uh, through the next few hours and we'll all be clearing on out and then we get ready for our next chance of rain. Now it won't arrive today, not so much tomorrow. This would be early Thursday morning where we could maybe even see an isolated strong to severe storm. Still a few days out. This will probably wobble back and forth, but this is just when we want to continue to be weather aware, especially because it could line up with our early morning commute on Thursday. For today, as I mentioned, we clear on out a whole lot of sunshine for everyone. Heading into tomorrow though, the clouds return. They're moving back in a cloudy sky with a few patchy areas of some uh, drizzle, some mist. I think the better chance of rain happens tomorrow night when we're sleeping after midnight into early Thursday morning. You see those showers streaming in from the south. This is also when our severe weather risk in continues to increase. Mainly though, this model shows that the chance for anything substantial, heavy thunderstorms, it's going to be mainly east of the area, but we'll have to be weather aware with the chance of rain continuing on through the day Thursday. Notice we start to see dry air filter back in by Thursday afternoon. Not a big soaking rain event once again. East of I-35 looks to be the winter with some high totals maybe near that inch mark, but generally speaking, a quarter of an inch to maybe less than that, especially out towards the hill country. So check out that seven-day forecast. We go from sunshine today to cloudy conditions tomorrow, rainier conditions into Thursday. This will be mainly for the first half of Thursday with some nicer weather for the weekend, but we'll have to watch out for a few isolated to scattered showers out there. Well, heavy snow, as I mentioned earlier, fell in parts of New York, causing treacherous driving conditions. Some areas up saw up to a foot or more of snow with more to come. Down power lines were reported in some of these areas as well as dozens of accidents and disabled vehicles on the roads. Temperatures are expected to remain frigid through the morning. Thank you, Sean. The memorial service for former First Lady Rosalind Carter is today. Carter is lying in repose at the Jimmy Carter Presidential Library and Museum in Atlanta. The Carter Center says former President Jimmy Carter who entered hospice care in February plans to attend a memorial service today. President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris also expected to be there. Mrs. Carter passed away last week at the age of 96. In our area, the family of a seven-year-old boy who went missing is now raising money for his funeral. Jesus Castellanos was found dead shortly after he went missing near a small pond on a ranch. And according to the Bastrop County Sheriff's Office, his parents noticed that he was missing around three Sunday and immediately started searching for him in Elgin. Law enforcement said Jesus was playing outside and may have wandered off after their family dog. After finding signs that he likely went into a large pond near their home, the parents called 911. Uh, there was some evidence there with some clothing and so forth that was there. It's a tragic time. This is a holiday season and uh, that family member will be missed. According to the sheriff, the pond was about an acre in size, six feet deep. He, uh, the sheriff says that the water was very cold, about 55 degrees. Jesus was a student at Booker T Elementary, and that school says it is deeply saddened, making sure students know they have counselors who can help them process this loss. 
Crime in Austin currently on the rise this year. Austin police numbers actually showing vehicle theft is up nearly a third compared to what we saw last year. And some areas are more prone than others. KXA's Nabil Romana digs into the data showing us where crooks are likely to target your vehicle. Wade Hampton is a little more cautious these days. Every time I come home, as soon as I get out, I make sure and lock the door. But one time he forgot and someone got into his car stealing sunglasses and anything else they could find, including the spare key to his truck. And then we have video of them coming back the next morning with a getaway car, I guess. Here's the video, a brazen theft during the day. The criminal gets in the truck, starts it up, and takes off through the yard. I wouldn't say it was a surprise, really. You know, it's just been happening all over the place lately. A closer look at APD's data on auto theft shows he's right. Austin has had more than 5,600 auto thefts in 2023. At this time last year, there were almost 4,300, a 32% increase. I actually went and had a um, kill switch installed in the truck. Hampton lives in Northeast Austin, which has had the most auto thefts overall with 898. But some areas are seeing a steep increase. East Austin's Charlie sector has seen a more than 100% increase year to year, going from 366 in 2022 to now 745. In fact, almost every area of Austin has seen an increase. I live in a relatively nice neighborhood and it's just like that could happen anywhere. In Hampton's case, he says he got lucky when the suspects parked illegally and the truck was towed. So luckily for me, I was able to retrieve it from the tow yard, but um, otherwise I probably would have never seen it again. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. According to the National Insurance Crime Bureau, Texas ranked ninth in auto thefts last year. There were more than 105,000 statewide. 2020 rankings showed Texas in at number 11, while 2021 saw the Lone Star State move up to 10. Going in depth here, you can look at the monthly reports from Austin police to see where auto theft is the worst. And Nabil talked about the East Austin sector representing a more than 100% increase in stolen cars and trucks compared to this time last year. South Austin has seen an 80% increase over last year. Both downtown and central North Austin have seen a drop in the number of stolen vehicles. After years of delays, the project to redevelop the old Home Depot site on St. John's Avenue in Austin has an agreement to move forward. Demolition started over the summer, but the city announced a master development agreement with the Housing Authority, the Economic Development Department, and other needed partners. The 19-acre city-owned site will transform into a mixed-use, mixed-income community with open spaces. The city says construction will start next year with units becoming available as early as 2026. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. The college football playoff rankings will come out tonight and then... The one that counts comes out on Sunday morning. Longhorns figure to be right where they've been, somewhere six, seven, maybe six, if they can uh, move ahead of Ohio State. Of course, they got into the conversation with a win against Alabama, but then losing to Oklahoma, so they really had to run the table to keep a realistic chance, and they did just that. So now playing for a Big 12 title game and also playing for, well, at least being an interested viewer on Sunday when they reveal the four teams that will play in the final four-team college football playoff. I talked to the team about today, actually on that point, was we didn't come this far just to come this far. And, and 
you know, there's more out there for us to accomplish. Um, and that was a great celebration Friday night, but that, that wasn't the end, right? That was just another checkpoint in the journey. And so, you know, it's, it's awesome. And, and to think about the rare air, you know, I mean, I, 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 I'm in DKR every day. My office looks right into DKR. And to think in the last 27 years, there's only been three conference championships. And we're playing for one on Saturday where we can put our year up on, on the, in that stadium forever. Uh, that means a lot. You know, that, that's, that's something that we don't take lightly. Like, that's a big deal. But in the end, like, to be in this discussion and to be playing for a conference championship, that's, I don't, that's why I came here. It's just cool to, to be a part of a team like this that has an opportunity to go, you know, make their mark on this program and, and put their year up in, in DKR. And and another chance for viewers to play close to home, South Lake just down the street from Arlington. Looking ahead to next year, ESPN reporting that Texas and Texas A&M will play November 30th, the Saturday after Thanksgiving when they renew their rivalry. It will be in College Station on Monday. Aggies introduce Mike Elko as their new head coach. Back to you. For those listening in on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for being with us this morning. Here's what we're tracking at 5 on KXAN Today. What is next today for an abortion lawsuit based in Texas that is back in the Supreme Court? 